Welcome to the Daily Grind. My name is Kelly Johnson, your fun and friendly host. We are on episode 45, the very best one yet. Shout out to my podcast team, Ambiguous Network, and fellow pals on there, including You Mad Bro, the Sam Bustle Podcast, and GDP Goal Driven Professionals. Where to find more about the network, head over to ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com. And if you're interested in joining the network, reach out to Will Tereshuk and his team. So uh, speaking of listening to podcasts and sharing them online, I got connected to another follower of the Robin Hood Snacks podcast, and here we are today, going to talk about his daily grind and sharing his story. So without further ado, let me introduce, introduce you to Jonathan Rachel. So Jonathan, he is... Uh, currently a student at the University of Pittsburgh, an avid runner, and also studying for his insurance license. He lives and works in the White Oak, uh, Pennsylvania. So welcome, Jonathan. Awesome. Thanks, Kelly. I'm super excited to be here. This is a really exciting opportunity Yeah, for sure. I'm glad to have you on the podcast today, and I'm excited to hear about your story and also share Share it with our listeners out there. So I guess first and foremost, can you tell them uh, who you are, where you're from, and what you do? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Who am I? Um, I'm still trying to figure that out. Honestly, I think if we all knew the answer to that question, uh, everything else in our life would fall into place. Um, But I'd like to thank Kelly. I'm probably your youngest guest that you've probably ever had. Uh, I'm 20 years old, so I just finished up my junior year at the University of Pittsburgh. Um, major in double major in finance and business information systems. Uh, so I'm a full-time student. I'm a part-time employee uh, at a hoagie shop. So I make sandwiches for a living right now, but uh, I got an awesome opportunity to intern this summer at Northwestern Mutual, kicking off my, uh, hopefully the beginning of my career as a financial advisor. Um, so that's super exciting, actually. Very excited about that to be able to still be able to have that opportunity given the current state of our of our world right now. Um, I also, I, I volunteer a lot at my church. I'm very involved with our church's youth group. Um, it's like my, it's probably the biggest thing I'm passionate about is uh, youth ministry. Honestly, I love it. It brings me so much life. Um, and I, uh, what else do I do? I do a lot of stuff in my church. So uh, I serve on like the tech team, you know, doing the, the sound and the lights and stuff. And I also get the opportunity to go on a lot of missions trips with my church too. Um, I was supposed to be going to Honduras actually next week, but that trip got um, postponed due to coronavirus. But that's just a little about uh, who I am uh, and what I do. So, yeah, I'm super excited to be here today. Yeah, for sure. That's great, Jonathan. You are truly a daily grinder. Uh, Lots of stuff on your plate. Lots of things you're doing out there to inspire uh, people around you in your community, as well as people across the world, uh, all around the U.S. So we have listeners all over the place. And uh, yeah, shout out to, that's awesome, virtual high five with uh, the finance and business information systems major. I was a finance and management double uh, at the University University of Wisconsin-Madison a couple years ago. So uh, yeah, that's really cool. 
I like it. Go, go find, go Thank team you. finance and go team uh, working hard, grinding out there. <laughs> <laughs> gotta love it. Gotta love the grind. Yeah, that sounds good. And um, again, thanks again for taking time out of your day uh, to record this episode. And uh, yeah, and despite of going on the Honduras trip, uh, you're here recording an episode on the Daily Grind. And yeah, I think uh, history is in the making here. Uh, I think you are the youngest guest I've had so far on the Daily Grind. <laughs> I'd have to look back on our records, but uh, I'm pretty sure that's correct. So we're, we're going to go with it. So uh, That's awesome. Yeah. First, in, uh, first, like, how do you become interested in studying uh, finance and business and information systems? Um, so, okay. So this story is kind of silly and it sounds cliche, but um, ever since I was young, probably, I don't know, eight or nine years old, maybe, I knew that like I was going to go to college and I knew I wanted to go to business school. Obviously, at the age of eight or nine, I had no idea what I wanted to do, but um, I knew I wanted to do that because I absolutely love the game Monopoly. I don't know why. I just loved it. Um, so that kind of birthed that desire to go to business school and be a part of that. And I think as I got a little bit older towards the end of high school and uh, I started to become interested in like the stock market and how it worked and why it worked and what it was. And I think that's what sparked the interest to go pursue finance. Um the business information system, that was just like, uh, I needed to add a second major to kind of get more value out of the 120 credits I would ha I'm going to have to get to get my um, bachelor's degree. So it was an easy major, only 15 credits to get it. Um, so I was like, okay, I'll throw that in there, get more value out of the education. So, and it's actually been very interesting. I actually come to enjoy it a little bit. That That's awesome. I guess too, maybe right away with our listeners since you are a current student you just finished your junior year how has the how has COVID-19 impacted the the spring semester your last your um your most recent semester and any updates with like uh this upcoming fall on like structure yeah so the what what happened was um we the whole shutdown happened while we were on spring break um it was our week of spring break and uh that's when everything shut down in our area so they sent all the students home um, and they gave us a whole nother week off after spring break was over um, to kind of give the, pro the professors and everyone time to adjust and figure out how they were going to adapt their course um, to be online and lecture over Zoom for the rest of the semester. And actually, we got out. We got out. So finals week was a week, a week earlier than it was scheduled to be, too, because of, um, I guess, because of the pandemic, uh, they kind of streamlined all the material at least in, in the business school at Pitt, they kind of streamlined all the material and said, all right, we're going to knock this out. Um, we're going to do, instead of chapters like 13, 14, 15, we're just going to do chapter 13 and 14, and we're going to get you guys out of here a week early. Um, I honestly thought it was going to be a lot easier. Uh, class online, I'm like, okay, I don't think the professors care anymore. But it was... Uh, it was harder than I thought it was going to be. And it actually took me another, a good week or two to adjust to what it was actually going to take to finish the semester strong. Um, and I, I would like to say I did well in all of my courses or I finished well in all my courses. And the reality was I didn't um, because I underestimated how difficult it was going to be moving forward, but it was a learning lesson. It was a learning lesson to um, try and adapt and be more flexible in life um, and not just blow it off because it's different, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was probably the biggest takeaway from all of that. As far as um, what it's going to look like going forward, um, I don't know. They haven't given us the red or the the green light on. Are we going to be back on campus or are we not? 
but there have been several other universities around. Um, I know a couple in Ohio. I was just talking to a student from John Carroll University yesterday, and he was saying that they are opening back their entire campus back up, and they're allowing their students, if they were planning on living there over the summer, to come back already. Um, so that's a, I guess that's a great sign. I know it's in Ohio and not Pennsylvania, but um, it's encouraging to hear that that's actually happening somewhere, especially a state that's pretty close. But I'm hoping we can be back on campus. Um, I really would like to. I don't, I don't live on campus, but just being able to go t- to school as opposed to doing it from home, I just like the being able to go and be in a, in a lecture hall around other students and physically with a professor. I just learned so much better that way. So I'm really hoping that we can get back to that. Really good points there, Jonathan, uh, with just campuses being open, hopefully down the road. I mean, we're recording in May, so we still have a good amount of time before that fall semester. Uh, starts. Does uh, University of Pittsburgh have summer classes? Are those uh, currently switched to online? Do you know or? Yeah, they are. I am not taking any because they're a little. The price is a little inflated um, than normal credits. Um, but I, I know those were all moved online. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This summer. Yeah, I think I think that's the trend for currently the next couple of weeks or I guess month or so. A, a lot of states are still. Um, at the stay-at-home phase or uh, currently in Chicago um, where I'm located we're in phase three so some businesses are open and others are still shut down a lot of social distancing is being involved um, I know I spoke to another guest on the pod Tori Valdonado um, a couple episodes ago she was at the University of Chicago uh, Loyola Loyola University of Chicago and hers were switched to um, online classes as well but that was more that was that was earlier in april so i mean a lot of stuff has changed over the past couple weeks a lot of things are very fluid at the moment um so yeah hopefully best of luck to come ahead uh with your courses this fall and also to throughout the u.s i think a a lot of places are slowly opening up doors it's just a matter of when is the question i guess at this Mm -hmm. point Mm -hmm. so yeah so going on to First of all, congrats on getting the internship. That's huge, uh, uh, being a college Thank you. student. So, uh, yeah, can you walk us through the process of um, uh, you becoming an intern as well as your part-time job? How do you balance both of those and also with your schoolwork too? Yeah, so it's it's not easy. I would like to say it's easy, and I'm used to it at this point, but I'm really not. Um, it's a lot of Honestly, it sounds cliche, but it's a lot of really late nights and I'm not a morning person, so it's not a lot of early mornings, but it's a lot of really late nights uh, for me. Kind of how uh, the way I got that internship, uh, it's actually I'm very excited to say it's a top 10 program in the financial industry, uh, which I think is super exciting because it's like, who am I, you know, to get that I'm very grateful for it. But uh, I I had been sitting down with our career counselor at uh, the University of Pittsburgh and, you know, trying to explore, like, what did I want to do this summer and what I wanted to do with my finance degree. And the financial advising career uh, became quickly became the most attractive attractive to me because I love to help people. And uh, it's an opportunity where I could take what I've learned and I can use it to impact people's lives and make money while doing it, which is just just a, uh, a benefit, I guess, to being able to help people, you know, there's so many people that help people out there for free. And it's like, wow, I can step into a career where I can help people and get paid to do it, which I think is awesome. Um, 
but I had been applying for internships like crazy uh, through a couple different websites. I was using indeed.com uh, and our, our um, uh, University of Pittsburgh is really active with handshake.com. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of that. It's kind of the same thing as indeed, but it's specifically geared towards college students. Um, so I was using those two things and using Google, trying to find internships with companies. And um, I, I couldn't tell you how many I applied for 30, maybe 40. And I happened to um, be driving to campus and I got a phone call literally as soon as I stepped out of my car. And uh, it was a recruiter from Northwestern Mutual asking like, um, just asking me why I was interested in the internship. And I honestly, at that point, I had applied for so many, I forgot what the internship even was there. Um, and I said, well, this is what I want to do with my degree, yada, yada, yada. And she's like, oh, well, that's exactly what you'll be doing this summer. And I was like, fantastic. <laughs> I could get started like right away. Um, so she called me in. I went in and interviewed in like December. And uh, they send you home with homework. If you get called, uh, if they schedule you for a second interview, they have you go and meet people uh, and do market surveys like literally what you would be doing if you were a financial advisor, you would be going and meeting people and talking to them and asking them questions. So we had to, we had to do that. We had to go sit down with three people we knew and three people we didn't know and just interview them. And uh, we were asking them kind of what their opinion and experience was with the financial industry and financial advisors and different companies and um, how they save money and stuff like that. You know, we weren't selling them anything, but it was to get us outside of our comfort zone. And I did it and I absolutely loved it. It was actually really weird. I reached out to somebody who I got referred to and I said, hey, this is what I'm doing. Would you be willing to help me out? And the guy invited me over his house for dinner with his family. Never met him before, only communicated over email. And I'm literally sitting at his dinner table with him and his family. And uh, it was, well, I was like, well, this is actually really cool. Like I could do this all the time, um, especially when you're getting free food out of it. But uh it, it was great. And I went in for my third interview after that. And uh, they were like, wow, I told them kind of my experience, my story with the market surveys and how I was like, how much I enjoyed it. And uh, they loved it. They ate it up. And uh, they eventually they hired me. And I was uh, I got hired, I want to say it was January or February. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, it really gave me a little bit more motivation for, for my current classes. Um, and kind of it was like, okay, I'm I'm not just going to school anymore. I'm actually like making something of myself at this point. It was a really, really good feeling. And uh, they, uh, before you could start in the summer, you have to get your license to sell insurance. So um, they send you all the materials. They pay for it completely, but you have to pass the uh, the life accident and health insurance exam by a certain date. And that got adjusted around because of coronavirus and everything. But I actually, I took the exam last week and I passed. So uh, I could go be Jake from State Farm right now if I didn't want to go graduate college. But I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm going to keep going. Um, hopefully it's just the start. It's the beginning. And uh, it's very exciting. I'm very excited for it. We actually, we've been doing uh, what they, what Northwestern Mutual calls Financial Planning Academy. And we were supposed to do that in their um, downtown Pittsburgh office this week, but because of the pandemic, we've been doing it virtually over zoom and it's just been so cool just to see how supportive they are and how they have such a team culture and they want to see the best come out of all the interns that they have. Um, and I'm really excited. We're actually going to get a chance to go into the office and start, um, 
start uh, being financial representatives next week. So nice. that's very exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Really exciting. Uh, again, congratulations on the internship. Congratulations on passing exams. Perfect timing with recording you. this episode so we can hear your wonderful news. Um, yeah, it sounds like really goal driven and I think a lot of stuff has aligned and just all the hard work and effort that you put into, uh, accomplishing what you want to do, um, in your personal and career goals. Um, it really fits, mm -hmm. uh, fits along with what we preach on the daily grind. And I really enjoy you sharing that with our listeners out there. I think it's really important to hear from different, uh, people, different backgrounds, uh, different industries, uh, finance. So yeah, you're one of our, I think one of our first, uh, special guests on the show as well to talk more about that financial background which is great so love it let's keep on awesome. running out there but yeah speaking of finance so um with one of your favorite podcasts uh you and i both listen to the robin hood snacks podcast that's how we basically got connected um yeah how'd you how'd you become inspired to so jonathan is celebrity on this uh podcast um <laughs> Just, he's not gonna he's not gonna humbly brag about it but i'll just mention it anyway but uh so he created this he created this snacks challenge um that you recorded in march and it basically aired like the next day on robin hood snacks that's how i heard about it but yeah do you want to tell our listeners a little bit more about uh like the robin hood snacks like how you started listening to it how do you come up with this challenge yeah yeah so how i started listening to it was um I, I want to say I started listening in November 2019, so I haven't been list, uh, a snacker for too long. Um, but I, I was looking for pod, financial podcasts to start listening to, um, and that was one of the first ones that popped up on Spotify. And I was like, awesome, they have an episode every Monday through Friday. I was like, that's exactly what I'm looking for. They have constant new content, constant new material. The episodes weren't too long. Um, so it was perfect. So I, and obviously Nick and Jack, the hosts, they're very entertaining and they're absolutely excellent at what they do. Um, and I just kind of fell in love with it like right away. Um, and I've been listening to it almost every day ever since. And, uh, normally I would listen to the podcast on my commute to class every day, but, uh, because of the pandemic, I lost that, I lost that commute cause I was doing school from home. And, uh, so I started listening to the podcast while I was, uh, while I would run in the afternoons. So I, I want to say it was kind of towards the beginning of uh, quarantine. It was that week that there were all those different like quarantine challenges on social media. I don't remember all of them. I want to say there were three or four of them that were going on that were pretty big at the time. Uh, the Like the push-up challenge was like a popular one. I remember it was like C10, do 10, past 10 or something like that. Mm -hmm. I was participating in that one, of course. Um, that was a fun one. But I was uh, probably, I, I don't know how far I ran the day I came up with it, probably just three or four miles. Um, but I started it, the podcast, right at the beginning of my run. And it was probably about oh, a little over halfway through the podcast. And I was like, huh, how cool would it be to like create a challenge around uh, Robin Hood snacks? And I, what if like I like brought it up mention Nick and Jack and Robin Hood snacks on Twitter and see if they like it. So I finished the run. Um, it was one of my probably a better run. I, cause I got excited. So I started running a little bit faster, uh, than I normally do. So the episode ends. So I record the video, I put it on Twitter and it was almost like right away. Like you said that Nick and Jack responded, they loved it. 
And my favorite thing about what the Snacks Challenge did, which the Snacks Challenge was ended up being how far can you run, jog, or bike, whatever you're into, in one episode of Snacks Daily. And probably for a couple weeks after that, I want to say, like, there were a lot of people either just putting a tweet or taking a video or taking a picture of themselves on their running or on their bike saying how far they ran in that in that day's episode. And it was really cool just to see how in a time of like social distancing where so many people um, were like alone, you know, people were like living alone for the first time and they can't go see people and do the things that they normally would do. Just like the community that the Snacks Challenge was able to create over Twitter. Um, and Nick and Jack actually reached out to me over email and said, well, thank you so much. I was like, hey, I, I just made a video. You guys are the ones that like took it and ran with it. Um, but it was really cool just to see how that happens. And uh, they're supposed to send me a, a T-Boy t-shirt at some point. I'm waiting on that. So I'm hoping for quarantine to be over so I can get my T-Boy t-shirt. Um, maybe I'll do a Snacks Challenge wearing the shirt when that happens. We'll see. Yeah. But it's pretty cool i got name dropped like twice on the podcast i was like huh even though they said my name wrong which i wasn't going to tell them about that uh they called me jonathan rochelle even though it's rachel but that's okay i'm not upset about it yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great i love that you came about the idea like in the midst of running like going out on a run too and i think it inspired a lot a lot of people out there myself included um i tweeted about run it I did it too as well. Like again, uh, in Chicago, like it's in lockdown. So I just kind of ran around, ran around the city. Uh, I'm currently working from home and I just wanted to get outside that, get outside my apartment basically. Uh, and I'm a runner as well. So like, I think it was such a great idea that you had. And I think it really built a community around uh, during that time. And again, everyone's doing the hashtag quarantine goals out there. I think this one's really unique and it kind of, uh, I think it fits fits all together. You can, you know, run, walk, anything, like move around basically mm -hmm. um, while listening to the podcast. So uh, super, super cool idea out there. But yeah, speaking of running, so are you are you a big runner, Jonathan? Yeah, I, I disclaimer, I want to throw that out there. I've never ran like track or cross country in high school. I went to like a small uh, Christian private high school. So, um, we only had like soccer and basketball. So that was what I did. Um, but I, I would say I'm a pretty big runner. Um, I, I don't compete as much as I would like to at races, but I'm working my way up there. Eventually I would love to do, uh, a full marathon. I've only done a couple halves, half marathons at this point. Um, but I would like to think I'm pretty fast. I don't know. Um, I don't, <laughs> I try not to brag about it. Cause like, I always want to encourage other people to run. And every time I get trying to get other people to run with me they're like oh no i don't want to and i'm like no 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 like we we can run together or we'll just go to the same place and run and if like we get separated i'll just come back at some point um but yeah i i love it it's something that i i enjoy and i do to decompress and it, it's it's amazing i think it, it's one of those things that if you love it you love it and if you don't you just don't understand how great it is um but I, I've always been kind of, um, I, I don't want to say I've always been fast, but I always have been like, I, I remember my dad has told, uh, stories a few times where, you know, he would take all the neighborhood kids cause we were all around the same age to the park and, uh, there was a walking trail. I guess he would take us all along cause we enjoyed doing that. I don't remember how old we were. I don't even remember doing this. He just told the story once and, uh, somebody would like, one of the kids that were there would be like, let's race to that tree or whatever. And, uh, 
we would all like, I guess, run to the tree and whoever got there first would win. But he would say stuff like I, instead of just stopping at the tree, like I would just keep going. Like, <laughs> um, and I've always like, I think about that a lot. And, um, you know, I've always tried to be that person that like never stops that like goes the extra mile or goes the extra 10 feet or goes the extra hour, whatever that looks like in whatever context you're doing. I've always tried to be that person. Um, but I, I got into running probably when I was about 14 or 15, someone who was friends with my mom invited me to go do a 5k. And at that point I had never done a 5k before. And I was like, sure, why not? It could be fun. And it was a terrible, terrible, terrible course. I, I, I think about it some, sometimes. I still go run there every now and then. But I ran, I want to say, I, I finished the 5K in like 21 minutes. And for someone who wasn't a runner, or even for people that are runners, it's like ridiculous to some people. Um, to me, I, I wasn't very impressed with myself, but that was just me. Um and that's kind of what sparked the interest in running. And ever since then, um, I've been obsessed with it for sure. Um, 5Ks are still my favorite races to do. It's like a sprint and it's just, it's high intensity, it's fast. And it's like, it's my favorite event to do still to this day. That's, that's awesome. I, I like, I like the, I like the young Jonathan story, how you become interested in running and all that's, that's great. Um, yeah, you, you still have, Good news is you have plenty of time throughout the rest of your uh, – running is a lifelong sport, so you have plenty of time to, to complete that marathon or marathons, plural. You might get hooked on it. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> I, I've done um, – I'm on track to do my fourth marathon. I was supposed to do Boston in April this year, and then it got pushed to September 14th, and then actually perfect timing of recording this podcast a couple hours It just ago. got canceled yeah, today. Got canceled, yeah. So uh, – I'm up in the air in regards to where I'm going to run next, but I think I'm going to do a fall marathon somewhere in September because reading the whole Boston qualifying time process, I need to re-qualify by time because you have to run a marathon uh, September 2019 or or later. So my qualifying time basically is invalid now. So now I'm looking for oh, wow. a race hopefully to find – uh, hopefully that still is going on a smaller race that is certified Boston BQ certified and whatnot. But uh, yeah, I I think just building up to like five Ks and ten Ks halves are great. Um, I love doing those. Do you do a lot of more like local races or do you travel a little bit? Like, do you have a favorite? Like, I guess so far for uh, how long you've been running, do you have a favorite like race that you've done? Yeah, yeah, I do. I I have not traveled yet. Um, I actually, I have done a couple five K's in Florida. That's just cause I have a lot of extended family down there and I was there and I was like, let's just go do it. Um, actually, I guess I did travel to do a race. So my family started what is called the brain cancer awareness 5k, um, for my mom. And we started that here in Pittsburgh and it's grown over the past six years to this massive event where we've actually partnered with a national orga- organization called head for the cure. And uh, they're kind of taking it over and making the event bigger than we ever could. Um, And I actually have traveled. I did go to Florida to run a brain cancer awareness 5K because my mother, my mom's brother started his own brain cancer awareness 5K down there. So I did travel to go run that one year 
Um, so I guess I have traveled to run a race before. Um, but uh, I mostly just do 5Ks. If I had to say I have a favorite race, it's probably the Pittsburgh. Um, it's called the Great Race. It's a 5K, 10K. Um, I usually just do the 10K. I love it. I love being in the city, running through the city, running through some of the neighborhoods. And uh, there's always a ton of people on the street cheering you on. And it's just like gives you such an adrenaline rush. And it's like, it's like, it's so awesome. Um, but that's, that race is usually every September. Um, and I've, I've done it twice and I loved it. I really enjoyed it. Uh, and this year I was planning on doing, I forget what they call it. They call it some sort of challenge, but the five K's at like 8 AM and the 10 K's at like nine fifteen. So you can run the five K and then take a shuttle up to the start of the 10 K and then run the 10 K which is what I was going to do this year. But it, I think they're, if I remember correctly, they're doing the, the race virtually this year. So I won't get to do that. But that's my 100% favorite race. It's pretty, for Pittsburgh, it's pretty big. It's usually about six to 10,000 people. Um, so it's a pretty big race. That's probably my favorite one that I've ever done, for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, I, I really, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that's, that's, that's really cool. That's really interesting on the challenge to the, the a.m. and then ten fifteen. I like that. Like again, you go in one hundred and ten percent. That's great. And another great thing too, organizing uh your own five k for brain cancer awareness. And uh yeah, again, sharing your story and spurring others out there. Uh, that's like what we want to hear on the daily grind. Uh, that's really good stuff. Do you have any upcoming races or um stuff down the road that you're possibly working on or? or I guess maybe earlier this year that you're possibly training for, like before coronavirus took effect, but now everything's getting postponed. Is is virtual um, racing really big near you? See, I, I was training for the, uh, the Pittsburgh Half Marathon, which was supposed to be the first weekend of May. And I was training for it, and then they announced that they were going to move it to virtual. And it was like, no not a huge big fan of that i didn't want to pay the race entry fee to like go and run outside my house because like they did it virtual you could run anywhere and they were like timing you somehow um but as soon as they announced that i was like no i'm not gonna do that um i just wasn't a big fan of the virtual thing uh but i was planning on doing the half marathon and i was i was actually very very prepared and ready for it and then they they made it virtual and i was just like not into it um as far as going into the fall, there's a couple local um, half marathons that they do on this uh, one bike trail by my house. This one guy does the events. You know, it's only they're pretty small half marathons. They're like 100, 200 people show up, but the course is flat. So I've always liked to go do those. I did it once before. Um, so I was I was like, oh, I could just go up and do that. I, I'm I'm at the point like physically as a runner that if I were to go run a half, I could just do it. Like I wouldn't have to super like plant, take three months and knock out a training plan because I could just up and go do it. So I, I have been in the past a lot more spontaneous with races. Um, the Pittsburgh half marathon was probably the first one where I was like, I'm going to start training for this seriously because there was thousands of people there. And I'm like, I want to see how I can place amongst like, a larger group of people. Um, but a majority of the races in Pittsburgh are actually pretty small, like less than a thousand people. 
So I had a lot of times had just been spontaneous, like the week of like grab a buddy and like, Hey, let's go do this 5k. Hey, let's go do this 10k. Oh, there's a half this weekend. Can you do a half? Yeah, you can do a half. All right, let's go. So that's kind of have been my approach. Um, just because like my schedule is so all over the place, it's hard to pick a date so far out in advance. Um, but that's kind of been my approach and what I've done in the past mm-hmm. and it's where it's worked for me. It's worked for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I almost like the, I almost enjoy the being slightly less prepared. It just makes it feel like harder, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, it makes it feel like there's a little bit more adversity there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I enjoy that aspect of that too. Yeah, that's, that's really interesting. Um, yeah, if it works for your schedule, um, I'd say just go for it. Whatever you know uh, fits your daily grind, and uh, it seems like things are going well. Uh, you're a fast runner. Uh, you're doing you're doing something that you're passionate about. You're able to balance that with a lot of different uh, things with your work, with your studies, uh, and challenge yourself, which which is great. Keep on pushing yourself um, to do good out there and uh, achieve your goals. So yeah, I guess speaking of like balancing your schedule we talked a little bit earlier but what are some uh tips for our listeners in helping you know balance their schedule or helping let's say for instance they are a runner um finding time to to train or you know stay physically active yeah yeah so um kind of how i balance that and how i plan that out is i look at my schedule and i look at uh my life really and i kind of think big picture to small picture uh, or big picture to small detail. Um, I, there, I do have goals I want to hit, like, you know, by the end of the year, um, where do I want to be by the time I'm 25? Where do I want to be by the time I'm 30? So I kind of determine, I've determined my aim and then I figure out like what it's going to take to get there. And something I try to do is twice a year, do something that takes me very far out of my comfort zone. And like, it forces me to grow. Um, that's something I've kind of done for the past two years now. I'm like, okay, what can I do before if it's January, what can I do before the month of June that is going to force me to grow and force me to do things that are outside of my comfort zone. Um, and then in June, I kind of look at the back half of the year and I'm like, okay, what can I do before December? That's going to do the exact same thing. Um, and just kind of, it just forces growth on you and it forces you, um, to grow as a person and get outside of your comfort zone, which I love. I don't love, I hate it, but, um, it's definitely something I've pushed myself to do. Uh, and with being like being young, being, having no kids, being single, um, balancing my schedule isn't too difficult. I kind of organize my schedule or I do organize my schedule based on like what, on like three different categories. Um, I, I call them negotiables, non-negotiables and flexibles. And if I had to define those terms, like negotiable would be things I want to do, but I don't have to be there. So if I need to bump them, like no big deal, those things would be like going out with friends, um, or like, Hey, let me crush an hour of some call of duty, um, just cause I can, or like, uh, taking a nap or going and playing pickup soccer, like things that I'm like, Oh, I want to do that. But if I need to move them, no big deal. Um, and then the non-negotiables would be like things where I have to be there, um, like work. I have to be at work. I have to attend lectures and exams or, or church. I don't, I don't want to say I have to be at church, but it's something that's important to me. So like if there's a church on Sunday, like I'm going to be there like every week. Um, and then the flexibles, those would be things that 
I plan to do and I want to do, but the times that they happen during the day can vary. Like I make them fit. Um, and those things would be like running, um, studying obviously. And, uh, like my daily time, uh, like reading the Bible and praying. So those things are flexible. And what I mean by that is like this week, um, with doing, with Memorial Day being Monday, which I didn't run on Memorial Day because it was Memorial Day, and uh, having to do Financial Planning Academy Tuesday through Friday from 8 to 4.30, I would like to say I'm up early, I'm at them, but I'm not. I've been getting up at 7.45, throwing on a button-down shirt and getting in front of a Zoom camera uh, every single day this week. But um, So I've been doing that, and then right at, yet Tuesday and Wednesday this week, I had to go to work right after um, I got off of the zoom calls. So what I did was, okay, I know I'm going to run and I'm going to do that. Where am I going to put it? I put it, wasn't the best place to put it, but I put it at night after I got home from work around 10, 10 30. I'm like, okay, I'm going to make this fit. I'm going to do it. I'm going to stay active and keep myself disciplined. I know it's going to like bring my heart rate back up. And it's going to keep me from sleeping, but I want to do it. And I know I'm not going to get up in the morning and doing it because that's just, <laughs> that's just not me. Um, but I'm going to do it. Excuse me. So that's what I did. And it was a shorter run, shorter workout, only about three miles, just because I'm not out super late and I'm not like exerting so much on my body at that time. Um, so that's what I did. And that's kind of where, what I do with studying and running, like, cause my schedule it's never consistent for more than about three or four months at a time for one sem for if I go into one semester, my classes are at different times every semester and I go into the semester like, okay, I have two classes Monday two Wednesday, one Tuesday and then Thursday. So I will plan my times of studying and running and my time reading my Bible and praying kind of around that. And then call my boss and be like, Hey, um, based on my school schedule this semester, um, I can only really work like Monday night and Friday night. And he, he's always been very supportive and helpful through that. And is like, okay, um, I can do that for you. Not a problem. Um, so that's kind of how I balance my calendar. Um, kind of, I guess to recap, that would be like negotiables, like non-negotiables and flexibles. Those are like, that's how I've always planned my schedule. Um, since I guess I became an adult or graduated high school, whatever you want to call that. Um, so if I had to, like summarize all of that and like encourage listener uh, listeners of the daily grind. Um, I would figure out, I would look at my life. I would determine my aim. Like what are my goals in the next year, in the next six months, the next year, five years, 10 years. And what do I need to do to get there? What do I need to do today over the next week, over the next month to get where I want to be long-term and whatever, just do whatever it takes and don't expect perfection of yourself ever like that's something i'm i have friends that are very close to me that tell me all the time like i'm too hard on myself and i know that but it's just like i don't know how to shake that i still haven't gotten past that part of uh who i am i guess of just not being so hard on myself and um going 100 miles an hour all the time and just like slowing down and realizing okay it's okay to do less work today like you are not your healthiest self right now um and just taking time to relax too. And I, I think that's something coming out of quarantine where life has been forced to slow down that I'll have to build into my schedule a little bit more is like scheduling time to just like 
rest and do nothing. And like, I don't mean like sitting on the couch watching four episodes of um, Breaking Bad or like three seasons of The Office in a whole day, but being like, okay, for this next hour, I'm going to take leisure time, maybe just sit and read a book or for pleasure, for pleasure, sit and read a a book for pleasure or be like, hey, the new Avengers movie just came out on Netflix. I haven't seen it. I'm going to take some time and relax and watch it and enjoy it. You know, whatever that looks like for you and whatever you're into. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that was a lot. No, that's, <laughs> but Oh, that was super great. Uh, super great uh, advice for our listeners out there, Jonathan. Really good job. And just kind of, you know, taking the big picture and going into the small detail. Like, you know, anything is anything is a possible anything is possible and to set your mind to it and um i really like your category uh perspective and breaking down with the negotiables non-negotiables and flexibles um yeah i think you put it really straightforward aim you know have that aim and then do what it takes to get there like you want to do what you want to do in life do stuff that you're passionate about don't just sign up for something because other people are doing do something that you truly are interested in and that helps you or you know gets you to where you want to go um in life Mm -hmm. so i i think that's really great uh input there um but yeah speaking of you know finding time to de-stress or relax um i guess uh do you want to share with our listeners i know you i know you you're a snacker uh robin hook Robin Hood snacks uh podcast follower do you have other favorite podcasts you listen to other things to do when you do have time to de-stress uh things like that yeah so if i had to name drop some podcasts for you um i i don't even have to name drop joe rogan first of all like just joe rogan's podcast like the best um 100 uh whenever elon musk is on there you know i'm watching or listening really um great uh definitely robin hood snacks um fantastic business news you know you don't have to be a business professional to understand what they're talking about usually nick and jack take time and explain it if they throw a vocabulary word out there uh from you know from whatever it is uh so they're great too and uh, another good one that is really helps you grow as an individual it's called the craig groeschel leadership podcast and craig groeschel he is a pastor of life church. It's like, I think it's the biggest church in the country. Um, but he, what he does is like once a month, he puts an episode out again, it's only about 15, 20 minutes. Um, so it's perfect for like a workout or like a short drive or even just to take a break, like your lunch break, it's perfect for too. And he just goes, he goes off a script that he writes and he just gives some great leadership, um, perspectives and things you can do to help you grow as an individual and grow as a leader. And it's always, 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 even though it's coming from a pastor, it's very applicable and very tangible to anybody, no matter if you're a shift manager at a hoagie shop or you're a pastor or you're an analyst or whatever it is, like it's fantastic. Um, So uh, that's called the, uh, the Craig Groeschel leadership podcast. Uh, His last name is really goofy to spell. So, might be hard to find, but <laughs> it's great. And then uh, I guess a pleasure podcast for me. Um, this one's a little weird. I know I, it might, I might get a little bit of judgment for this, but it's called Lore. That's L-O-R-E. Um, it's created by Aaron Mankey. 
And uh, what he does is it's kind of like a creepy pasta type thing. Um, he kind of explores some like uh, some folklore, some like old um, mythical tales, like stuff like the New Jersey Devil and Bigfoot and, you know, just weird stuff that's happened in history, like local local legends, you know. He does all like a whole bunch of different stuff, but it, it's very great. It's very entertaining. Um, that's like a pleasure one for me, uh, for sure. Kind of makes you distracts you because it makes you listen and want to hear what happens next. That's another really good one. He's his podcast is pretty big too. He has his like on Amazon Prime show, but that's fantastic. So those are probably the the main podcasts I listen to. That's great. Yeah, we'll put Jonathan's recommendations on podcasts in today's show notes. So. Yeah, no worries about writing them down. We got you covered. Uh, that's great. I like the variety. Uh, lots of motivational ones out there, too. Um, so, yeah, Jonathan, we talked about your daily schedule. What's on your daily grind in the upcoming weeks later this year? Yeah, so uh, like I said earlier, um, this coming Monday, I start my internship as a financial representative. So I'll be uh, learning how to do holistic financial planning, uh, doing a lot of joint work with uh, other financial advisors from Northwestern Mutual. So I'll be spending the entire summer doing that pretty much. Um, what else? I'll still be working on the weekends at the hoagie shop. Uh, still got to make a little bit of money while I'm interning. Uh, so that'll that'll keep me afloat for the summer. And uh, what else is going on? Man, I feel like I'm blanking right now. Oh, I'm, uh, I'll be volunteering for a week in the end of July up at the Buffalo Dream Center in Buffalo, New York. I usually I usually lead a a team. I usually take the youth group from our church up there every year. Uh, this year, it doesn't look like I'm going to get to take, going to be able to take a team from the youth group. Uh, I usually take about 20 teenagers up there. That's what I did the past two years, but I'll still be, I myself, am still going to be going, uh, even if I can't take the, the youth group from our church with me. So I'm excited that's coming up at the end of July. And uh, once the semester kicks back off, I kind of, you know, everything switches back around focusing on school. And uh, that's about it for for me for the end of um, end of twenty twenty. And obviously, if uh, races start happening, I'll be out there running races somewhere in Pittsburgh, which I'm hoping to go not virtual and in person because I love the the racing atmosphere and experience. Yeah. So I'll definitely be doing some of those. Definitely, yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Again, daily grinder out here. Perfect, perfect example. Yeah, you got a lot of stuff. You got a busy summer coming ahead, and then uh, fall too. Uh, back to back to the semester and everything uh, lots of good stuff uh, yeah good luck with everything and I'm, I'm hoping to knock on wood knock on wood right now uh, that we get a no more virtual racing I, I like the I like the <laughs> race day atmosphere for sure 100 percent so uh, yeah hopefully hopefully we can get those going soon uh, Jonathan do you have a word of the day to motivate our listeners out there uh, I do. I do. And now are you looking for a, a whole quote or are you looking for a word that or like one word? Um, either, either way. I'll, I'll give a okay, cause guess I, preference. I got a, I got one word and I could use a quote if you need me to. But I think my one word and kind of how I've tried to define um, my life around this word is just perseverance. And I know that's like such a hard word to say. <laughs> um but perseverance. And when I think of persevering, I think of it's, it's continuing to do something difficult to achieve success and, and, and continuing to make yourself discipline yourself to get back in the books or get back out 
on the street running or get back out doing what you do and continuing to do what you got to do to be successful. So perseverance, that's my word I'm going to go with. Yeah, I like it. I think it fits personally uh, with with this episode today and also with uh, your story, which is great. So really good fit. Um, Jonathan, if listeners want to, if they have questions, comments, they want to follow you, how can they do so after the podcast? Yeah, so obviously if you would like to buy insurance for me this summer you could, and you're in the state of Pennsylvania, you can contact me. Um, <laughs> but, uh, my Instagram username, my Instagram handle is, uh, my first name dot my last name. So that's Jonathan dot Rachel. And, uh, I'd hate to admit that I'm on Instagram pretty frequently. So if you feel free to reach out, I will definitely get back to you. I'll be so excited that someone reached out. I'd probably get back to you immediately to be honest with you. So <laughs> we will put Jonathan's contact info in today's show notes. Uh, so yeah, thanks again for tuning in today's episode and a big thank you for Jonathan being on the podcast. When it comes to sharing my story, be sure to follow the Daily Grind at KJF Daily Grind on Instagram and me, your host, at Kelly J. Lefty on Instagram or Twitter. Make sure to go to our podcast network website, ambiguouspodcastsolutions.com for more content such as You Mad Bro, The Sam Bustle Podcast, and GDP, Goal-Driven Professionals. Listen on Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. Until next time, my name is Kelly Johnson. Have a great day.